children, it's Halloween time. The time of year when spooky shit takes priority over everything else. So let me tell you about the spookiest thing I ever did on Halloween. In 2013, I went to the local probably haunted Spirit Halloween in search of a costume. I made my decision and wore the cursed outfit to school. No costume in my life before or after this one would carry such a devastatingly horrific vibe. But what oh what did I dress up as? Ah, what else but as an indigenous person, of course. Wow, how specific. Not one critical thought in my head, wearing a cheap, flamble version of someone's real culture. I looked like the spookiest thing one can be an embarrassment. Well, recent immigrant Rahat did not know her since then, but trust me, time and trauma made sure she learned. So this Halloween, keep in mind that cultures are not costumes, and there ain't nothing scarier than the truth. Hi, this is an intro. Hello, and welcome back to OK Fine, I'll Watch It, the podcast where I, your host, Rahat Sani, discuss incredibly popular media that I've never seen before and I'm watching for the very first time with someone who loves it. This is our very first bonus Halloween episode, and as a little treat for the spookiest night of the year, I'm talking about the very iconic Halloween Town series with a huge fan of these movies, someone who is getting a legit certificate in film. An artist, advocate, and my friend, Navri Dollywall. We'll get into the episode in just a sec, but first, I want to tell y'all a real spooky story. So, I worked for the Royal BC Museum for a couple of summers, and during this time, one of my actual professional responsibilities was to show people around in the Helmkin House, one of the most haunted places in the country. After a while, I refused to spend time alone in the company of a supposed ghost, and so my dear friend Sophie stepped up and spent more time in there to relieve me of my duties. Shout out to her. One day, Sophie began showing this young family around the house. This family had a little daughter. Soon after entering the house, the little girl stopped Sophie and said, There is a ghost in this house? Now, as museum employees, we never confirmed people's suspicions about the house, so Sophie gave the little girl the same speech we always did. She said something along the lines of, well, many people think the house is haunted and that there's ghosts, but, you know, it's unlikely and it's probably all just stories. And that's when the little girl replied with, but it's a nice ghost. Which is when Sophie realized the little girl had not been asking her a question. She was declaring there is a ghost in this house, but it's a nice ghost. Now, I know there's more spookier stories than that out there on this special occasion, but to me, a little girl coming and telling me that my place of work is haunted with a real ghost, yeah, that's spooky enough. <laughs> anyway, let's not waste any more time. Hope you enjoyed that story. Let's get into the episode. 
for this very special Halloween episode, we have a special guest, artist, advocate, and music planning strategist for the city of Surrey. Please welcome Navreet Dollywall. Hi, Navreet. Hi, how are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so, so excited. Happy Halloween, first of all. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. Tis tis the season. Honestly, one of the top seasons, in my opinion. Honestly, yeah. Like, I was telling my mom the other day how, like, we're entering, like, the shitty part of fall. Like, all the leaves I know. were red, yellow, and orange. And now they're all on my car. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, when yeah. you know. Like, it's truly spooky season. And we're, like, slowly losing light. It's true. It's true. You see it. It's like every day the day is shorter and you're like, wow, shit is scarier now. And with this, like, yeah. with all the storm shit that's been going on, like, the weather yeah. is spooky right now. It's, yeah, it's a spooky time. And it's it's also a fun time. Like, I love the, like, sort of yeah. mysticism mm-hmm. and wonder and, like, the, the, the darkness and stuff can be, you know, inviting in some ways, yeah. which I yeah. which I like. What do you think yeah. you love about Halloween? I think my favorite part of Halloween, I I would say it's just like the idea that we can just sort of be someone else for a little bit, right? Like you dress up um, as characters that you love, that you adore in whatever way, inappropriate way, making Mm -hmm. sure that you're not like stepping on people's toes or people's culture and whatnot. Really just like taking on a different part of your personality, even if it's just for a day. I think that's what I've always appreciated about Halloween, but also it's just a big joke in itself. Yeah. Like as as a kid, right? Like you're basically just traipsing around in costume is super fun but once you're an adult it sort of becomes a joke right a little bit I don't know if you feel the same way I mean I think it's like some people take it really seriously right like I oh my god yeah I went to school for theater like I know a lot of people that take Halloween very seriously like they plan their (laughs) costumes a year in advance you know it's like it's like uh you know Santa and his elves like start making toys for the next Christmas like on the 26th it's like that for Halloween and some people in my life yeah Uh, Yeah. in my life I should say and um so I know some people that take it very seriously I personally don't or haven't I should say (laughs) like I I just grew up not celebrating Halloween as a kid yeah and so when I started when I moved here I was 13 and so like it was I was already on the brink of like it being like I think I trick-or-treated for like maybe a year or two after I moved here but it was on the brink of like you know that not being a thing anymore and so Mm -hmm. like as I as I've become an adult, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a joke, but I definitely don't take it as seriously as I think some people do. No, I just no, I like no. throw For- together something like, <laughs> at the last possible second. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, same, honestly, and like that's what I meant to think it was like sort of a joke yeah. in the sense of like it's not very serious. I I don't take it again. I know people who like plan their costumes a month in advance, and I really appreciate all oh, the effort. Totally. That they- totally. But to me, it's just comical. Yes. Like Halloween has because always just been like. We're playing dress up, right? Like we're playing dress up, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is, and I think that's what mm-hmm. makes it like kind of fun and wondrous in the same way because yeah. it kind of I think yeah. if you if you participate even to some like superficial extent, if like you and I might, um, I think it still yeah. gives you an opportunity to have that you know like sense of like play pretend of like yeah. you know yeah. I still got to be something else. I got to dress yeah. up in something goofy, if not anything else, yeah. you know. And yeah. I yeah. I think there's an inherent um, joy to that yeah which which I love and I think that's one of the reasons I do love Halloween and why despite it not being that culturally important to me as when I was younger it's still I do appreciate it and again yeah like the effort that some people put in I'm like go off 
dude i'm go on i right? love that for you you like stitched <laughs> this this item together you crocheted this this freaking hat or whatever like people do this shit and i'm i'm happy for them but uh can't always relate i guess no no i'm like that one person who shows up at a halloween party with like a white t-shirt on it and <laughs> like it will say costume loading like in nice in a marker okay yeah, that, so you're, that's are how you likely to go for like the prank costume like the joke costume yeah. okay okay you're yeah. like did you ever watch superstore oh um, my god yeah that's, yeah that's a bit of a jonah move you know to be like here's yeah. my costume but it has like a meaning um which yeah. i also kind of like i think that's i think that's funny um yeah. well as someone who doesn't necessarily have a huge place for halloween in your like life these are still mm-hmm. like the, the Halloween Town films are still very important yeah. to you. So how did that yeah. happen? Like, when's the first time that you watched these movies? So I was probably, like, eight, right? Um, so growing up, Disney Channel was my way of learning English, right? I grew up um, not knowing English. Punjabi is my first language. Gotcha. And then through Disney movies and movies like these, I was learning how to speak English. But my first time I watched them, I was eight. Um, and there was a night just a few days before Halloween where all four were playing at the same time. Okay. And I just watched all four at the same time. And it's kind of like become an annual tradition, kind of how like people watch what's that movie with Macaulay Culkin home alone, home alone, like every Christmas. Yes. That's, that's the like Halloween town for me right now. Got it. Got it. So it's like this time of year. It's like a ritual almost that you're going to watch these films every year. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love, I mean, I, I think a lot yeah. of people have those, you know, for not just yeah. this time of year, but like specific, like whether it's Halloween or Christmas or, you know, whatever, Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. I don't know. Different people have mm-hmm. different films that they'll go back to time and time again for a certain time mm-hmm. of the year. And I think it's that nostalgic yeah. connection, yeah. right? That one might yeah. have to some media. So you've been watching these since you were eight. And has it been like that I- since then that you watch them over and over? Yeah, because um, I have two younger siblings who we have larger age gaps between. So my sister is four years younger than me. So throughout her entire childhood, we were watching them together. Then my brother was born and he's 10 years younger than me. And we've been watching them together for the past 10 years. And he's 12 years old now and I'm 22 and we still watch them together. Right. That's so cute though. (laughs) Younger younger siblings do that to you. Like I I have a younger sibling who's 16 now and like the amount of time that I spent after my peers had like stopped watching Family Channel or Disney Channel, but I was still watching that stuff because I had yeah. a younger sibling who's like seven, eight years younger than me. Yeah it, yeah, it absolutely does that to you. So fair enough. Yeah. Absolutely fair enough. It's because you want to show your younger siblings like a part of what you were growing up with. Totally. Right? Like there might be 10 years, 10 years significant. It's not that sig- it's significant age gap. Yeah. Like what am I saying? It is, but like but- a lot happens in 10 years within popular culture, like the way uh, social media is being used or we like just culture in general changes so much in 10 years oh my god there's always just a part of me that like wants to bring like some of the 90s early 2000s in with my siblings yeah I get that oh my god I totally get that and like as someone who has a a gen z sibling right now like (laughs) there are times where she'll be she'll like listen to music that is like pop like popular tunes from like 2000 yeah. soundtracks and I'll be like what yeah. the hell but like it's yeah. really like nice because because it's a yeah. nice feeling to be like this is from my childhood and you know these you know these songs but it's like yeah. you know reminiscing the 90s is all the rage with these fucking kids right now so so yeah. in a way yeah. it's perfect for us <laughs> it's perfect for us yeah fine I by mean, me like that's one that's one of the key things I wanted to talk about these movies is nostalgia mm-hmm. right like 
um, I'm finishing up my degree. Like I'm at a point in my life where things are changing really quickly. And I've sort of had to say goodbye to certain things, but I've also had to welcome certain things back into my life to almost like feed my inner child. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Adulthood is just so scary. And every now and then you just sort of look back at your past and watch movies like Halloween town or like go back to your old family channel, Disney channel moments and sort of being like oh I watched this as a kid and it just feeds feeds your inner child so you're not like constantly worrying about what's next oh totally and I think I think there's a sense of comfort right in 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 reminiscing what that time in your life was like when you were watching these movies and how you felt when you watched them when you were a kid when you didn't have to worry about all the stuff that you have to worry about now so yeah absolutely I think it does feed it feeds the soul in some way to, yeah. to go back yeah. to these classics from your childhood. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love that these movies do that for you, you know, because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. to love in these. But I mean, watching the very first one, which it came mm-hmm. out the year I was born, actually, I, I was born yeah. in 98 and this film came out in 98. Mm-hmm. And I always love when that happens because I'm like something about yeah. this, like, you know, it like gives me a little glimpse into like the year that I was born. And I don't know why, yeah. but that feels cool to me. Um, yeah. And yeah, like looking back, these these films do date themselves very oh my god uh, immediately so much much. and I like I still find it very charming but yeah but it is heavily of the time yeah yeah all of the films very heavily of their times each is every single one even the last one that came Mm -hmm. out in 2006 that movie is so 2006 yeah and yeah. I, now there's huge gaps between all the films too, right? Yeah. Like things changed in between, so much. like in terms of like the style, the cinematography, or even some of the characters and what was added into yeah. all of these movies. Okay, so let's talk about them. Let's start with the first one, um, which I watched a few days ago now, and it's wild. When I started watching the movies, I I felt really like I was like I don't think I've seen these movies before. Like I I know I know that. I like the name Halloween Town like holds some sort of significance to me. I feel like I've heard about them a lot. And I, I could at some point I was like, I swear I've seen them. But then when I started watching them, the mm-hmm. first one, two, three, no idea. I had not seen any of those films. <laughs> and then it wasn't until the fourth one that like a scene happened where I was like, oh, God, this like unlocked a memory. And I'll, all of a sudden I remembered that I think the fourth one was the only one that I had ever seen. And yeah. and that's why the first three, because the first three versus the fourth one are quite different. So I feel yeah. like. That threw me off. But let's start with the first yeah. one. I personally okay. love stories about generations of witches. Yeah. Oh, no. Like how it's so insane considering that Marnie like doesn't know who she is for yes. like the first part of the movie. And then her grandma just appears out of thin air after a really long time. And all of these things are happening. And she's like really mad at her mom mm-hmm. like it's a comical story but like there's just like a, a a problem that we all relate to especially coming from intergenerational families where family secrets yes. told, like unveil themselves as you get older there's this one line in the movie that Marnie says where she's like mom I'm 13 I'm practically a grown-up <laughs> yeah I wrote that one down because <laughs> I laughed so hard when she said it I was like I remember feeling like that oh Marnie because <laughs> when you're 13 you do think you know everything oh my god I, yeah it's embarrassing you, you look back it's at, embarrassing because now it's like as a 23 year old as as someone who's exactly 10 years older than 13 I would never yeah. in a million years be like I know everything because as you get older yeah. you realize you don't know jack shit no with no. every passing year you're it's... like I feel like I know less than I did yesterday but when you're yeah. 13 you're like I know everything 
Yeah, I, I mean, like, this is a thing you see throughout the movies as well, is that you see aren't like, Marnie growing up, mm-hmm. but the, the, the more she thinks she knows, the less she actually, she does. actually she does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, tell me what you think about this, because I thought the co- conversation between Marnie and her mom, like, because it kind of goes on throughout all the movies, like the general yeah. struggle between them doesn't change that much. Like, I think they have some no. they have some successes, like they have high points and low points in their mm-hmm. like, you know, trust and relationship with each other. But the general struggle stays kind of the same. And in the very first movie and kind of into the second one, mm-hmm. their struggle felt like it was like giving me a little bit like immigrant issues yeah like the yeah. you know like the mom wants to um reject the culture and assimilate to being normal mm-hmm. and then the and then yeah you know the kid is like no mom that's that's your dream I'm gonna follow mine or like I literally yeah. wrote down I think the line was something like you know if you want to give up your roots that's fine I don't yeah and yeah. when yeah. she said that when Marnie said that it really struck me as like whoa yeah yeah something about that feels like culturally rooted to me yeah beyond like you know magic and the occult so what, what do you think about that did you feel that way yeah yeah um I would say that my parents moved here a long time ago but I think in my experience my parents never really wanted to push me away from my culture because yeah, same me at neither. least in my experience like my family wanted they wanted to reject Western culture and really just cling on to whatever bit of home embrace that they had embrace the culture, embrace it all. Yeah. But I've heard from like people, people's, everyone's experiences mm-hmm. vary. Right. Absolutely. Um, I think, um, I think one of the things these movies fails to explore is why Marnie's mom feels that way. What was it that triggered her to lose her sense of being a witch? Basically like what, like, of course, we know that the dad d- doesn't show up in any of the movies. We know that he was a mortal man, mm-hmm. but she never gave up her magic. Like, that's yeah. one thing. She just she just hid the fact that she was a witch at all from her kids. But that one of the things um, that's missing is the fact that we don't know why, why? Totally. Marnie's mom feels that way. Absolutely. And it's never because it's like as the as the stories as the movies go on, like Marnie's mom's relationship with her own magic does change mm-hmm. quite a bit, especially yeah. towards the fourth yeah. movie. But I agree. They never really establish why she feels that way, only that she doesn't want to associate yeah. with Halloween Town anymore, that she's left that life behind and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and you know what? Like I empathize like it's it's I empathize obviously with Marnie but it's like there's no way to empathize with the mom because you don't understand where she's coming from yeah 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 you know um, like and there's we see no in the way first, yeah and we see it in the first movie when she goes back to Halloween town to go find her children and she runs into Calabar who's her like um, ex-lover teen, ex-lover from Halloween town and like these memories are coming back and ultimately he ends up being the antagonist mm-hmm. of the movie but like this one person comes up and shows us a bit of her past, but that's all we get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never and again, really dig there's... into like what state, what like led her to, because I understand, you know, the general gist of it is kind of clear. She fell in love with someone who was yeah. mortal and decided to pursue a mortal life mm-hmm. instead of a magical yeah. one. Fair, fair, all good. Yeah. But I think yeah. like when, you know, when, Aggie comes in in the first movie and is like, mm-hmm. if you don't let her pursue her, if you don't let her discover her own magic, Marnie will lose mm-hmm. her magic. And mm-hmm. her mom is basically making that decision for her and saying, no, she mm-hmm. well, then she's going to lose it. She's going to live like a normal yeah. kid. And that's what I want. And that does mm-hmm. feel really fucked up. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just imagine just not giving your child the choice of like exploring where they're from, mm-hmm. but also like what if it had gotten to the point where Marnie had found all of this out when in her 20s, right? Like she was in school, Aggie had showed up and like that fucking crocodile bag starts <laughs> walking away. And then the imagine bag. like having to explain this part of yourself, a family secret that you've hid from your kids for 20 years. It's more of a bomb to having oh. to deal with something like that later in life. Absolutely. And like the betrayal that one would feel that yeah. like you yeah. are, if you, if you one day as a 20 year old, you find out that you could have been a witch if only you knew Yeah. at the age yeah. of 13 that you were supposed to like, ugh, I'd be pissed too. So, you know, very on Marnie's side throughout most of yeah. this. She an yeah. idiot sometimes. Let's not lie. Oh, she, she is such an idiot. She's a big like, idiot. She thinks. She thinks she knows it all. Again, she's 13. Yeah, I'm like... She thinks she's known it all. Even as she gets older, like, in the second movie, when I'm like, this white boy wearing a leather jacket walks into your party and you're like, come into my grandma's room. Like, what are you doing, Marty? Like, absolutely you deserve to have shit stolen because that was a dumb yeah. bitch move. Yeah, yeah. I remember that scene very vividly where she's, like, waving her hand yeah. and, like, the door pops up and then he's going through all this witchy stuff uh. and... I was like, listen, you know, ne- this is, this is, the, this is the dumbest bitch move I've seen in a while. It's like, not only are you, <laughs> not only are you like, you know, you like this boy, that's fine. He's, I mean, I would not, but you yeah. know, to each their own. And I just find yeah. it so ridiculous. But I mean, I do appreciate that in the sec in the movie after that, I think her grandma at some point yeah. is like, you know, there's something else going, something else sinister going on. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is the Halloween yeah. town high. And, uh, and yeah. I think her grandma is like, are you sure it's not, it, has to, it doesn't have to do with that boy that you've been around. Yeah. And Marnie's like, yeah, how could yeah. you even say that? How could you even yeah, yeah. Uh, accuse him of that? And I was like, how could she? Cause it happened in yeah. the last movie, Marnie. That's why. Yeah. There's like a boy involved in not the first movie, but the second and third, different boys. There's different boys every like- time. I do like that. They always establish that Marnie's a hottie and all the boys <laughs> want her every <laughs> Every single movie, yeah. like even since the age of thirteen, like Luke is like anything for you, girly, and I'm like, yeah. Go and then, then you have Cal, who's do- not Cal. What was? It's, oh my god, it is Cal. Why it, am I forgetting his name? The white boy in the no. black jacket. Oh, Cody. The, There's a Cody. The ogre, ogre guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That the okay. So the first movie guy is yeah. the, the goblin guy. That one is yes, Luke. Yes, Luke. Yes. yes. So he shows up in the second and. He shows up in all of the movies, if I'm not mistaken. I think he does. Maybe not in the it's, last his, one or something. Not not in the last one, yeah. right? Um, but he's sort of becoming her sidekick as things go along. Yeah. But then in in like the second movie, you have Cal who's sort of dragging her through the mud. Mm-hmm. But the and then in the third movie, you have the night thing mm-hmm. that comes by. There's like a mortal man that she's really into. Yes. And um what I want to say is that in the second and third movie is that she's dealing with having to be a witch in the mortal world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so in the second one, she exposes Cal to this witchy side of her family, like obviously doesn't exist. But in the third movie, we're more so dealing with the fact that she wants to expose magic to the world, right? Like it's in the third movie where she breaks down the mission, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To like combine both of her worlds together, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's it's which insane. Which is pretty, yeah, pretty wacky. Like, I think when the third movie started and and I realized that that's, like, the journey that she was going on, I remember being like, yeah. why, though? Like, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, why is she trying to meld these two worlds together? And it wasn't until, like, yeah. way later in the movie where she was talking about how she's like, you know, I don't want to live a double life anymore. And I was like, okay, yeah. like, now I understand yeah. your motivation. But when the movie started, I really yeah. didn't. I was like, this is yeah. not what yeah. I expected was going to happen. Like, I thought... It's going to be about like balancing her life between the two worlds, mm-hmm. not about joining yeah. them together. And yeah. um, and I thought that was like an interesting take for sure, because mm-hmm. it does like the movies get kind of in like that particular movie. I think it's Halloween Town High. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yeah. it gets quite explicit in its mm-hmm. almost political messaging of like, we mm-hmm. are all the same kind of thing. You know, they yeah. literally yeah. they literally have the night the. Um, the guy who's flirting with Aggie, um, the knight guy yeah. with the ring, mm-hmm. he, he literally yeah. says, it's us or them. Yeah. Just yeah. like very explicit yeah. messaging, yeah. you know, of like, yeah. oh, like, we are not the same. And then, you know, of course, the conclusion is that actually people are better than that now. And we've learned, which mm-hmm. very optimistic to say about humans, but I appreciate what, what they're going for, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that... It, it was sort of like both ways, right? Like it was the us or them. Um, Halloween Town had its notions of humans and how mm. they were aggressive and ruined everything and whatnot. But also the human world had pre uh, preconceptions of how uh, mystical creatures and, yeah, were, totally, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting to see how like both sides feared each other and Marnie was just stuck in the middle she's like I don't want to pick or choose I mean the first half of the movie we're dealing with her bringing people from Halloween town and they're basically they're monsters or goblins or witches right and they put on these human skins to basically attend school um wherever they're living at that time and they go up and like at the end of the day they just get tired of being human because of their preconceptions of like humans are disgusting I feel so gross like this I just want to come off and be myself and they have like this little meeting room in a locker that does get compromised at the end Mm -hmm. but it's it's weird to see that how like as I got older that a lot of these movies had such hidden meanings that apply to me as an adult right um there's this struggle that I deal with, like wearing a mask, right? Like no matter where you, who you're with or where you go, you're, you have to wear a mask depending on who you deal with. And you can never really be your true self, right? Mm. At least that's what I had thought. Mm. And then slowly as the pandemic went on and like you start to not appeal to Again, I think it's just like truly just giving no fucks. At the end of the day, yeah. Marnie just gave no fucks, right? Like, mm. and she that's what she was teaching, like, everyone around her. Yeah, and I, you know, I think the thing about masks, like, we, I, I believe we develop them to protect ourselves, you know, at some yeah. point or another. And, and there's different ones for different roles you're playing. There's different ones depending on who you're talking to. And, like, yeah, yeah I think at some point, like, growth involves recognizing those masks are there and abandoning them and, like, mm-hmm. embracing whatever the fuck is going on underneath. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I agree. I think Marnie's, Marnie's a very interesting character for that reason, that she mm-hmm. she is willing to, like, challenge a lot of the mm-hmm. rules for, mm-hmm. uh, for something better, you know, for the potential of something that mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I know this rule exists about how you can only go to Halloween Town, like, one day a year. And she's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck, actually. We're the most powerful 
witches in this entire universe. And if we want to make it yeah. possible for people to do this whenever, that's going to happen. And I do, like, I, I fuck with a protagonist like that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mean, she's dealing with counsel so many times in that movie, right? Yeah. Like, she's having to explain her actions, but, like, four or five times throughout the third movie. The third movie, in my opinion, was, like, the most pivotal one yeah, in terms of, like, the first fair. one we got. I was going to ask you, like, a- what's your favorite out of all of them? Is it the third one for you? It's definitely the third one because the first one, like, we're being introduced to Marnie, but it feels very superficial. The second one, honestly, like, doesn't do much for me. Like, Calabar's Revenge, like, he comes back. It's kind of into a the whatever. Human world. He yeah. hates human. It's like a whatever, right? And then the third one, I feel like it's kind of taking it back to like it links the first and third one, right? It links um Marnie's struggle back to being human versus being a witch yeah. and which one she wants to be. And honestly, throughout all the movies, Marnie just wants to be a witch. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the meaning I get. Like she doesn't want to ditch her human side. It's a part of her. But, but she is she a would much rather she she would much rather be a witch than having to live like a normal life. Yeah. And I think that becomes clear with the fourth movie where she decides to go to uh, Halloween Town for university as opposed to going to to yeah. human university and, spe- and spend all her years like hiding yeah. her her abilities and her yeah. herself from the world. And that mm-hmm. kind of brings me to my next question. So, I mean, I honestly, when I watched the, because, okay, funny thing for listeners is that uh, Navrita and I had a full conversation being like, great, so there's three movies. Love it. I'm going to watch all three movies. So excited to talk about the three Halloween Town movies with you. And then I started watching the Halloween Town movies and I was like, uh, hold the phone. There's a fourth movie. Because I absolutely did not know. And when I asked Navrita about it, she goes, oh, Right, there is a fourth movie. So, like, do you feel like maybe the reason you and I both did not know that there was a fourth movie until we started deciding, decided to talk about it um, on this podcast, do you think it's because there were supposed to only be three movies? Like, is the fourth one, an, uh, you know, like a throw it in at the end, let's do another sequel, this thing is making money kind of film? Like, wh- what do you think? Oh, 100%. percent but and the reason why I forgot there was a fourth one is because it's just it doesn't feel anything like the first three it doesn't honestly with they they had the actress change mm-hmm. whatever fine that happens throughout many movies it happened in Marvel movies it characters get changed all the mm-hmm. time but it just felt so disconnected from the first three movies um just in its purpose like Marnie yes she, she des- decides to embrace her more witchy side going by going to Halloween Town University mm. but just like the entire concept of the movie of how like she's the most powerful witch it's just see it just gets thrown in there it for becomes, no reason it becomes a little bit Harry Pottery you know it's like yeah it wasn't that before but then now all of a sudden it's like she is the one and I was like wait <laughs> I mean like we know she's a Cromwell we know that's you know important we know that it's significant uh but Mm -hmm. but yeah that story just like takes the Cromwell thing and like runs with it they're like actually yeah the the university is built on top of the old Cromwell castle and Aggie is actually Splendora the most powerful witch that's ever lived and uh, like I I mean I don't disagree Aggie's a bad bitch but yeah that's not what I was expecting yeah, no, I guess another thing that really popped into my mind is like, how old are all of these women? Like, how old is Aggie actually? How old is Marnie's mother? Really like, old. for the fact that like, like really old, right? Like if Aggie, like, what was it? Going back 700 years back dude. I think to it was present a- day. 
thousand. It was a thousand years. It was like the you know like the millennium like anniversary of Halloween Town, and I think it had been yeah. a thousand years since she put the like amulet in that box. So yeah, uh, I don't even know. I think the time. I think trying to imagine timelines might be too much for a film like this. But I do agree that like the fourth movie doesn't feel at all like the other movies, and I I agree mm. that I think it's partially got to do with of course the change of cast and the main character, um, mm-hmm. but also like her grandma Aggie is barely in the movie. She's in it for one scene. No. She has one scene in that yeah. entire movie, which is not enough Aggie for me. Okay? Not enough. No. It's not enough Aggie. No, of course and not. It's fucked up that they made a Halloween town with not with one scene with Aggie. Also, Sophie it, is gone. Bye, Sophie. And I liked yeah. Sophie. There was not enough. I mean, Sophie, Sophie was kind of like trickling out throughout she was, all the movies. She was, like, she was one, barely in the third one already. Yeah. Yeah. I they didn't even use the same actress for all four oh, really? or all three even. Yeah, because I don't know. In the first, might be a- she's only in the first three, and um, yeah, and in the third one, yeah, she's like I miss everything, and she's just like sitting on a couch. Um, yeah, but I because I loved her in the first movie. I thought that like yeah. Sophie's character was gonna be a lot more. I thought there was gonna be like a yeah. switcheroo where Sophie's the actual mm-hmm. like more powerful witch, yeah. you know, and like yeah, it seemed it was headed in that direction, and then she was gone. Yeah. I would have loved the fourth movie to be honestly about like Sophie? Marnie training Sophie. Oh, yes, that would have been lovely. It would have made so much more sense. It really would have. It really would have been great. <laughs> do you know why all these like changes happened towards the fourth movie? Like, do you know any intel I, about why this happened? I think there was something to do with pay, if I'm not mistaken, okay. that the actress was demanding more pay for the fourth movie. Like, especially since like the series had been going on for four years. Mm. No, not four Longer, years. Almost yeah. a decade. Yeah, or uh, yeah, a decade. And she was like, "I would like these movies are obviously doing well, but I'm not being paid enough to be here." So mm. they recasted. I don't know the actress's name. Sarah Paxton. The- She's the new one. Sarah Paxton. Yeah, I know her name yeah. largely because she was Aquamarine in yeah. Aquamarine, and that's I like, remember that movie very well, very very well. Yeah. So. Sarah Sarah Paxton made her way like throughout all the Disney movies. I feel like yeah, she built a big Disney and, I mean, girl career and like good yeah, for her. Yeah. And I think the the original actress just wasn't feeling it. Like again, that makes sense, right? Oh dude, yeah. But Understandable. most of the original most of the original cast was there. The, the mom, Dylan was there. Dylan, probably the most annoying person in all of film and cinema honestly their writing <laughs> their writing for the siblings though is very fun like I really enjoyed yeah. all the way from the beginning like that's one thing that I wrote down even in my notes for the very first movie is that the way they banter and argue with each other they sound like yeah. siblings and I really appreciate oh. that yeah I feel like a lot of modern day tv and film tend to romanticize sibling relationships mm-hmm. you know how like they're very close like especially if your sisters you, you, you yeah, got this tight knit bond yeah no your best not, friends not when, it, when in real life you just want to like rip each other's hair out and like you notice one thing gone missing from your closet you go into her room and, like, and like where is it down, oh, basically yeah, absolutely it's like <laughs> it's instant you know and like I you know there is closeness between them too like when they when they yeah. get in trouble they all figure it out even yeah. Dylan who's basically yeah. a wet blanket with legs yeah. and um <laughs> and I like you know it's it's a lot of fun I like I like that in the I think the first two movies both of them the conflict yeah. when it happens like when the climax of the film happens all the adults are not available to help like they've all been like yeah. frozen or whatever. So it's always like the kids have to figure it out, you know? And I really yeah. love that just because I think as a kid's movie, yeah. like it's just, that's obviously a more, um, 
engaging plot uh, than having the yeah. adults bail everybody out because the kids mm-hmm. want to identify with the heroes, which is them. Um, yeah. But but I yeah, I will say like Dylan, so fucking annoying the entire time. Holy shit. His and Marnie's relationship is super weird, right? Like it's not just me. Like it's it's like pretty much the same throughout all four movies. Yeah. But Dylan is dealing with some sort of like same issue that his mother is, right? Yeah, like he he'd much rather his own just magic. <laughs> he hates it. He hates the fact that he's a warlock and doesn't want anything to do with the side. And he's like, um, he's like, this is who I've been for the past eleven years. Why should I change it? Yeah, and but think- he's using magic throughout all the movies he's he's a giant hypocrite he is he is and it's so funny because he he'll like he'll talk shit like in the first movie or second movie i remember at the end where there's like this like static coming out he like he has he feels the magic on his fingertips and then he's like it's not it's you know it's static electricity or like you know special effect it's lighting it's whatever it's not it's not no i'm gonna go read some books and i'm like it's okay man it's okay if you're if you're a little magical that's fine you're allowed but i think it's that same thing like his mom his mom's attitude to work because he's obviously like a huge mama's boy like you know wants to yeah, impress yeah. her with whatever and like uh, makes yeah. sense since the middle children are usually contrarians I say this as a middle child and yeah. they love to yeah. go against whatever the older sibling does and since in this situation yeah. Marnie is a huge like rebel and wants to do whatever she wants to do Dylan is I'm gonna do whatever mom wants me to do and yeah I you know I get it but also holy shit dude you're so annoying um, <laughs> like wow I would hate to beat you in real life I do find it funny that it's only in the very last movie that he mm-hmm. like actually like actively practices magic at one point yep and that was in the scene where he was speed reading mm-hmm. right so he uses magic to cheat yeah. basically yeah and he tells us that and it's like after all these years after all this shit you've given to Marnie yeah you're like actually one also what a nerd one- shit. yeah go on one thing that didn't make sense in that last four movie, like that, that fourth movie, is how the fuck did Dylan end up going to Halloween Town University? Like, I know that the mom had sent Dylan with Marnie, but they aren't the same age. Nowhere in the movie did it say that they're twins. Yeah, no, exactly. I was confused by that, too. I'm like, how can he just go to university when she she's 18? She says yeah. that. She's like, I'm 18. Yeah. And in every other movie, yeah. he is younger than her. But in this movie, somehow... Yeah. He's like, I'm also going to university. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 honey. This don't make no sense. This makes no, no sense. But if you say so, I mean, in general, yeah. I think, I don't know. I think these movies are a lot of fun. They definitely have their like plot holes, you know, it looks like, oh my God, it's fine because, you know, it's like Disney films that are, that are big for like a seasonal reason. And like, it's Disney made for TV movies, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not supposed to be fucking like Academy Award winning content. But no. I do think that in general, the writing of the films is mm-hmm. quite good. Like I like the dialogue a lot. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think it's like, it's funny and quippy. And like, I like the way the siblings talk to each other because mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. real to me in some ways. And and I yeah. think that's like what the ki- that's like what the audience is going to connect to, right? Is the way these people mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. to each other and and how they handle the conflict that goes on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the way they handle the conflict is ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and that's the reason why I keep watching them over and over again. I mean, fine to to carry a bit of this nostalgia, but it's also like as I've gotten older, like it's something that actually hasn't become cringy. 
Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff that we watch when we're younger and we try to rewatch, it's just like, it's so annoying. But these movies, for some reason, have stuck with me. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that like Disney has such insane standards for like censorship and stuff too, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, (laughs) let's not pretend that they don't have a lot of like racism going on in some of their movies. But in this, in like, but you know, when it comes to other standards for censorship, they are (laughs) very, you know, like kid stuff has to be kid friendly, you know? And I feel like, the yeah. humor in these films, like one of the reasons a lot of things don't age well is because of the supposed humor of the time. Whereas the stuff yeah. in these movies, it's like, it's all like puns, you know, it's all like, it's all like uh, spooky puns throughout all of these movies. And yeah, I love that shit. I just think it, it's like, it's goofy and funny. Um, yeah. And, and just like, you know, good, fa- good family friendly fun. And I love, I love no, that. I, I, yeah. Yeah, and it good family fun just it never gets outdated. No, right? No, and it's yeah, like you no. know even if the even if the sound effects and the visual effects, oh my god, the visual effects in the first few movies, so funny. Even this, even the two thousand six movie, like just watching these people, like yeah. you know, on their brooms and shit. It's it's just endearing at this point. At this point, I watch yeah. like like graphics from the nineties and from the two thousands, and yeah. I'm just like, aw. You know, wow, back in the day, back in the day before every movie had like CGI going on, like to an yeah. intense, yeah. like Marvel level. I yeah. I just think it's like a good selection of, uh, you know, characters and, and story and to put them in these, mm-hmm. uh, the special effects obviously dates them, but it still keeps them really charming mm-hmm. when you look back at them, which makes yeah, me happy. Just not, smile yeah. on my face. No, you're absolutely right. I think the first one, it still just holds like such a like when we're when we're talking about color grading from like the first one and the last one it's hilarious to see how so like saturated oh things became yeah how like bright and intense because like the first movie was basically just like it, it was like the most normal looking movie out of all four and then the second one it's all like black and white for the first half yeah. and then color comes into the picture. And then the third one, we're dealing with like the modern world. And it's crazy to see how aspects of Halloween town itself change from the first movie to the, the to the fourth movie, depending on like what was in um, in terms of like what was happening with uh, technology and prop design at the time. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting to watch the because that's such a crucial time like in change of technology, right? From like the nineties to the into the two thousands. Like obviously stuff has been changing forever, but but that time is so crucial. And it's so interesting to see the way that they introduce like technological advancements that were happening in the real world mm-hmm. and like fictionalized <laughs> versions of them to introduce into like Halloween Town, like when they have like the headphones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like like that's obviously a, a joke on cell phones. And when in yeah. 1998, like it's like in the first movie, headphones don't exist, probably because yeah. cell phones barely existed, you know, but it's like by 2004 yeah. or whatever that whenever that movie came out with the headphones, cell phones mm-hmm. are a much more common, I think. And like the Internet is a thing that's being discussed. Mm-hmm. So then they, they make jokes about that, about how Aggie needs training on how to use mm-hmm. the Internet. And it's just I always find it's like I have this feeling about like sci-fi films from the past too, where I'm like, it's just so funny yep. and charming to watch them talk about technology because it's this is from like the 90s and like technology is so different now. Mm-hmm. But even in this version yeah. where like they introduce versions of technology into into Halloween Town so that it can be like transferable. Yeah. But now to look at that as yeah. like its own historical thing is also very funny. Yeah. 
I mean, like I, like I said, there were such big gaps between all the movies, right? Like they speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite thing to point out in all four of the movies is how the pumpkin changed throughout all four movies. Like in the first one, it's so traditional. And like it, it basically looks like a jack-o'-lantern. And then the second one, it's a little bit more comical. The third one, I don't think the pumpkin really showed through. No, it did. The horror house, right? Like the pumpkin plays such yes, a big yes, 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 significance. Yes, yes. And then in the fourth movie, it's like this like animated, like almost burlesque version of uh, the pumpkin, which is, it, it's- I mean, it's a huge yeah, motif. Think, it's a huge motif for all the films, right? The jack-o'-lantern yeah, at the yeah. beginning- I remember I yeah. saying like a long time ago in the first movie being like, you know, when the, if a jack-o'-lantern goes out, like Halloween town goes out, like it's just, it's like, yeah. you know, they make it yeah. quite significant. So the fact that yeah. it changes over the years is very interesting. I don't think I clocked that yeah. to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I will say all of the details of the movie, all the different characters and stuff too. I just think they're all really yeah. fun. Like I love Benny. I think that's a great bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's so stupid, yeah. but I really like that he does these bad jokes about bones. Yeah, it's perfect. And like obviously, like there's the children are gonna love it, you know. And like, yeah, I love, I love that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I have issues with authority or if Disney yeah. has issues with authority. But every time an authority figure appeared on screen, I was like, that's the bad guy. Does not matter who it yeah. was. <laughs> Does not matter at all. Like, I remember they introduced, what's her name? Chancellor Goodwin in the last movie. I'm like, her yeah. name has the word good in it. That <laughs> means she's evil. It's a direct correlation. If your name is like Mr. Good, there's no way I'm believing that you're a good person. Really? The scary snake man didn't give it to you? <laughs> I love I love they had that other guy. The fucking, um, oh my God. His name was something gross too, like Grog. Oh my God. The, the, the fossil. The fossil. There's just, there's so <laughs> many of them and they're all like, like it's like you wa- you look at them and you're like, I mean that one guy's name was literally sinister. Like they're all these, yeah. all these people, like you know they're going to be bad guys. But I was yeah. discussing this with uh, with my with my previous guest about Corpse Bride too. It's like you know we're adults watching these movies, so it's like really obvious yeah. who the bad guys yeah. are. But like obviously to, to children, they might be like, I get a bad vibe from that guy, yeah. and I don't know why yet because they don't understand foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's cute too. You know, to give kids the yeah. opportunity to figure it out themselves. Mm-hmm. In the first one, honestly, it's kind of hard to figure out. It, it wasn't until like the second half of the movie when like spooky things started to happen around the Halloween town, yes. right? We were able to find out who the bad guy was. But originally, I had always thought it was a mom. Like, I remember first time watching this movie, like way back, the mom like sucks. We all hate the mom and we agree with this, right? Because she's making Marnie's life yeah. miserable. I get that. I, w- I would imagine that as a kid, like you would be like the mom's the bad guy. But it's so funny because yeah. like, again, I think uh, I have issues with authority because as soon as I saw the mayor yeah. on screen, I was like, fuck that guy. He appeared on screen. <laughs> he had not even said a word. And he just said like, I'm the mayor. And I was like, fuck that guy. Fuck the mayor. I don't know why. I don't trust him. What's that? Close up magic. <laughs> I know you're a warlock. I still hate it. Um, yeah, I don't trust it where'd you bring that rose out of I don't trust you um <laughs> where'd you bring the lollipop out of? yeah don't trust you and it's so funny because they're like is he a magician I'm like maybe and that's worse um he's technically yeah. a warlock however what he's doing is close-up magic and we don't trust that yeah not one bit no no wouldn't trust him no. as far as I could fucking throw him I do like that one of the yeah. kids calls him chocolate bar at one point yeah <laughs> I remember that so vividly because yeah. I was like that's <laughs> such a like child burn to be like what's your name chocolate bar it's so funny <laughs> Uh, oh, I think that was ah, Sophie, him. right? Yeah, I think so. That was Sophie. It was one of the, yeah, yeah, it was one of the younger kids. I don't think it was Dylan, so it was probably Sophie. No, 
Sophie didn't like him from the get-go. No, that's the thing. I love, oh, I loved Sophie so much because from the first movie and the second movie, she has this like, this like very strong intuition. It tells her who to watch out for, that something bad is coming. Mm-hmm. Even when her yeah. own, like when her sister and her mom and her grandma, like none of them see it coming, but she can. Mm-hmm. And then to have mm-hmm. her just be like phased out of the story when she seems so powerful made me sad because mm-hmm. I was like, no, but what, yeah. I want to know what Sophie can do. I feel like Sophie's going to do yeah. great things, you know, one day when she's trained and stuff. But yeah. I suppose we'll never know. Or maybe there will be more Halloween Town movies. Which brings me to maybe. my next question, actually. Um, well, two, this is a two-parter. Would you say <laughs> at this point Halloween Town, like, has a huge fan following? Obviously, you're a huge fan of Halloween Town. But yeah. what's the general, like, consensus? How do the people feel about Halloween Town? I think it goes down as a cult classic. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say, like, if you grew up watching Disney Channel, mm-hmm. if that was, like, your primary source of, like, how you consumed entertainment as a child, these movies live in your brain. Right. These movies are a part of you, right? Right, right, right? Like, especially since there's four of them, like, there's, like, it, it became an entire part for, of people's lives for 10 years. Um, and same thing goes for the Twitches movies, right. if you're not familiar with them, right? There'll be an episode um, at some point. Just... <laughs> It'll be a, a a part, like, especially if, like, it, it's with you as you grow up. I yeah. think I think people who sort of went through the same viewing experience as I did, I would definitely say that it sort of sticks with them. And every few years, they decide to revisit them. Right. And if you, if you heard of, like, have you heard of uh, any new Halloween Town related projects coming out? Slash, would you want any? I think... At this point, it's just been so long. It would just feel so disconnected, right? Um, It's not the same people who are watching the movies, right? Like everyone who's who first watched them are like either older than us Mm -hmm. or like not much younger than us. People who vividly watched like remember watching these movies as they were growing up. Right. Yeah. So I think some things are left better untouched like the fourth one didn't need to exist in I didn't my think honest so. opinion honestly i agree when i after i watched after i watched the third one i remember looking at um like my notes and then being like should this have been the end i feel like this should have been the end like after yeah. the third one was over i was like i don't think we need another one and then the third and then no the like i was so yeah it was a good ending i was so content with just like okay the world is just open to both sides mm-hmm. like this is it this is the end of the story but then you have the fourth one and it just feels so abrupt again like the fourth movie is just like so much happens that you almost forget about it. Yeah, and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't connect to the rest of the plot as much. Whereas I think thematically and, um, and like w- with the character storylines, I think the first mm-hmm. three were a lot more consistent um, yeah. than the last one. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like that's fucking that's Hollywood. You know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna yeah. do? At some point, people are gonna be like, we could make a movie and sell it, so let's do it. And that that happens to people's art, so it's fine. Um, yep. It is, it is what it is. Um, well, it is what it I is. I mean, when it comes to these movies then at this point, like, what do you think sticks with you? Like, where, I mean, I feel like, I feel like these movies carry so much meaning for so many people and people go back to them. Mm-hmm. Is it just that nostalgia? Do you think there's, like, something that you learn with these movies, something that you carry with you that you think connects the people who love these movies? Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, there's no, like, 
Halloween Town Reddit page or like an active community like there is for like Star Wars or something, right? right? But like, I feel like there is just like an unspoken truth that like these movies are a big part of you and nostalgia is a big part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And especially when you go through something as traumatic as a pandemic, you're often going back into other parts of your life of when you were excited and when you felt good and you consume that popular culture or what um, you wear those clothes that made you feel good during that time. And I think it's just cycles of like culture repeating itself. Right. I think that's just an unspoken truth. It just sort of happens with anything that's sort of ingrained in popular culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's beautiful that it gives, that these movies give people this opportunity to go back to like, you know, if nothing else, a simpler time. And, um, and I, I I love that. I feel like, I feel like being able to, okay. So personally, like the fact that I didn't grow up here, there's so many things that are important to people's childhoods here that are completely foreign to me. Right. Literally foreign. And I like Mm -hmm. that being able to go through some of them for this podcast, I get an opportunity to connect to like the childhoods of the people around me just in some way. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like I, I feel like I know you better because I know how much you love these movies and how they affect you, you know? And like, I think that's really beautiful and I think that's really fun. So yeah, I mean, I like these movies. I think they're awesome. I think they're, I think they're goofy and silly and just the perfect amount of, of like, magical in a way that's um yeah just really enjoyable I think for for most people to watch yeah yeah and you know the audience changes throughout each movie as Marnie gets older as Dylan gets older Mm. there's more meat to the movies if you will right like from a 13 year old that like uh the movie deals with an experiences of what a 13 year old would be going through if she had found out something like I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be impulsive. I'm grown up. Who is my mother to decide who I can be? Then in the second movie, you have boy crazy Marnie, who's like willing to showcase the side of herself just to get a boy's attention. Yeah. She's like 16 at the time, 15, 16. And then in the third movie, you have a more mature Marnie who's Taking ready on, like, to responsibility. Enter- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that showcases that side of Marnie and what the world was going through at that time. But then at the fourth movie, again, it just all gets lost. Kind of a little money. Like she goes to college. Yeah, okay. I think between you and between you and me, I think we can like, let's just pretend the fourth one didn't happen. I think it's fine. I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to acknowledge it. I think it can be like Mean Girls 2. I keep bringing that up because it's important to me that we all forget about Mean Girls 2. And therefore I keep reminding everyone yeah. of it. But, um, but I think it's, uh, I think this has like been a really fun Halloween uh, episode. I think it's an opportunity to talk about something that's so Halloween focused. I don't think a movie could be more Halloween focused. So I think it's the perfect one to talk oh, yeah. about for my first Halloween bonus episode of uh, of Okay wow. Fine. Um, so what are your <laughs> what are your Halloween plans now? Like, what do you like to do on Halloween? Oh my god! I mean, besides I watch have, these like, movies, I have a giant like script analysis due on October 31st like as if my prof was going to punish me this mess like on Halloween so that's probably like the scariest thing spookiest I have coming just spooky yeah um but honestly like I haven't done an adult Halloween thing because I've experienced these like two years of my 20s basically from the moment I was legal mm-hmm. till like now in a pandemic right like yeah. I haven't been able to go to an adult Halloween party That's true. like I haven't been able to do like the adult Halloween thing 
So I'm excited to see like see if that, that can be yeah. prepared last minute. Because we're at a point where I don't know what people's comfort levels are. Like I'm ready to start um, partying and whatnot as long as the proper protocols in there, totally. making sure that everyone's vaccinated, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm ready to do it. But again, you never know what people's comfort levels are. Last year, we experienced a, a shutdown. Right before. Like, the day after <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a re- it was right after because those giant crowds on Granville happened. Yeah. I remember and right again, before Halloween, we were being told not to gather. Like, that's what I remember. Is like, yeah. right before it was like, yeah. hey, don't do Halloween parties. And then right after Halloween, the spookiest thing that could happen. The pandemic gets worse. Happened. Shocker. Yes. What a I, shocker. Again, I think... Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of, like, Halloween, like, I hope I have something planned. But again, everything is up to people's comfort level. I feel like anything, when it comes to a night out or no matter what we're doing, it totally depends on what people are feeling, what the numbers are for that week and how many, like, vaccinated people are around you. Yeah, at this point, the scariest thing, the spookiest thing this spooky season is anti-vaxxers. So uh, here's here's wishing us all a happy Halloween and a good, safe Mm -hmm. distance from people who don't believe in science. Um, But is there anything else about Halloween Town that you wish to share with us before we wrap things up today? Anything you want to say to the folks? Yeah, it was actually um, one of the first Disney Channel movies. Ever? Like that Halloween Town series. Ever. Whoa, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I did not know. So, like, Halloween Town basically kicked off like high school musical and every sort of like Disney Channel movie you could ever Dang. think of. And, Halloween and Town some, was the first one. Some high school musical people started in this in uh in Halloween Town too. There was like oh, definitely yeah. overlap. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Wow, who knew? Yes. Halloween Town, first Disney Channel yeah. like made for TV movies, live action I'm assuming, right? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um any other facts do I know? The budget for the movies was actually not that big at all. I mean, mind you, it was first movie, but like you could see that the budget got exponentially oh, better yeah. throughout all the movies, but and I was thinking yeah. about I'm like, was, wow, considering considering this is like a Disney made for TV movie in the first film, I was like, damn, they go off on the prosthetics. I'm like, that's yeah. gotta be so much of the budget, to be honest. <laughs> but you know, I respect it. I respect it. If you're playing monsters, you gotta play monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah, my monsters. Yeah, well, thank you so much for like spending time with me and talking about Halloween Town. This was just um, I, I thought there's an opportunity to talk about something Halloween related. Why not talk about it and release it on Halloween? So thank you so much for being my guest, Navreet. Honestly, it's been a blast. It's been a blast talking to yeah. you, and like also just be like thank you for being so well researched about these movies. Like I watched them a few weeks ago, but again, like within these weeks, you forget certain things, and then things pop up oh yeah but yeah, it's okay I mean that. it's it's what I do and I mean I I just love talking to people about stuff they love and I'm so glad you love these movies so happy yeah. Halloween dude have the best time watching these happy again Halloween. and that brings us to the end of this episode I hope you enjoyed our rather in-depth discussion of Halloween Town I I guess Navreet and I take our Disney made for TV movies very seriously And so, of course, a huge shout out to Navreet for being on this episode. Go check out her social media. Her personal and photography Instagrams will be linked in the podcast description. As always, I want to hear your thoughts about this episode, about Halloween itself or about literally anything else, which you can share with me through the OK Fine community discord. 
seriously come to the discord and tell me a spooky story i want to hear it <laughs> this discord is linked in the bio of the podcast instagram the instagram of course is at okay fine i'll watch it by following the instagram and joining the discord you can stay in the loop for what i'm watching next and of course you can recommend what you think i should watch spoiler alert i might listen to you Finally, please remember to subscribe to or follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and rate and review if you liked this episode. That's everything from me. If you join the Discord, I'll see you there. Okay, bye.